Hey, what's up, automotive world? This is the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name's Sean Tipping. I'm going to be coming at you today with another tech tip. Today's tech tip is going to involve uh, programming vehicles, and we've talked uh, quite a bit about different things about programming vehicles, but this is a specific instance on certain vehicles where we're going to go to program the vehicle and of course, this is something I'm going to be checking for on every vehicle now, but we run into a situation where an aftermarket OBD2 GPS tracking device has been installed on a vehicle, and it's going to cause some problems for programming, and I'll explain why. Um, a lot of these GPS trackers, they're used by fleet companies or maybe even just the owner of the vehicle if they have, you know, teenagers driving and they want to track the mileage, where the vehicle goes, how fast the vehicle is going, uh, you know, anything like that. Um, we see this a lot in fleet vehicles though, where these OBD2 trackers are installed. Now, some of these are just devices that are plugged into the OBD2 port and it's just like a, a small dongle that is plugged into um, that port and you can unplug it. Now, I have seen these cause issues uh, with communications on the vehicle and they need to be replaced. That's not quite what I'm talking about today. In some vehicles, they don't have the device actually plugged into the original OBD2 port. Because if you were to look under the dash, you wouldn't see any dongle. There's nothing you can just unplug. You see what seems to be your normal OBD2 port and you probably don't know that there's a GPS tracker on this vehicle. Well, what they've done on a lot of these is installed a Y cable and the OBD2 GPS tracking device is actually plugged into one end of this Y cable underneath behind the dash. So you can't visibly see it. You can look down, find where your OBD2 connector is, and it looks like the normal one, but there's nothing plugged into it. Again, that's one end of the Y cable. So what they've done is they've actually taken the original OBD2 port, probably shoved it somewhere up underneath the dash, plugged one end of the Y cable into it, plugged the other end into the GPS tracker, and the third end of the Y cable, if you can imagine that, and I'll put a picture in the Facebook group, it is mounted in the original position for the OBD2 port. Okay, so where can this cause issues? Of course, the GPS tracker itself, I've mentioned aftermarket devices causing issues with vehicle communications in the past. Not exactly what I'm talking about here, but um, when we go to program these vehicles, or heck, sometimes even just hooking up a scan tool can be an issue, and they have one of these Y cables installed, uh, this can cause us some major issues with programming or just prevent us from programming at all because on these Y cables, on the ones that I've seen, the one that I just ran into the other day, all the pins for that OBD2 port are occupied by actual circuits. Now, for reference on what I'm talking about here is if you look at the, you know, factory original OBD2 port and you actually look the, the one on the car is going to have 16 pins. There, It's the female side of the connection. This is where you plug your scan tool into. But not all 16 pins will be occupied. You'll have the cavities, but there'll be no circuit. There'll be no pin. Of course, you always have 4, 5, 16, probably 6 and 14, and maybe a couple others. But there's always empty spaces. 
Well, if you look at one of these Y cables, again, at least the ones that I've seen, and this is what I've been checking for now before I even plug into a car, they are all occupied. And I've never seen that on an actual vehicle where all 16 cavities are occupied by pins on the OBD2 port. So it's kind of a giveaway because otherwise, unless you go up underneath the dash and look with a flashlight, you might not be able to identify that this is there. And what this is going to cause issues with is that the connection that your scan tool or programming device is making with that OBD2 port, if you know some of these pins are occupied and they're not supposed to be, that can cause issues with programming. And sometimes just general scan tool communication with the vehicle as well. The reason I'm guessing that this happens is that if you look at your scan tool connection, whatever scan tool you're using, again, this would be your scan tool would be your male side of the connection to the OBD2 port, which would be the female side of the connection. And I mentioned that the OBD2 port generally has empty cavities, but if you look at any scan tool, any connector on the tool itself, you actually do have all 16 pins, at least every one that I've seen before. And I think this definitely depends on the tool that you're using. And actually, I have a reason to believe that based on the vehicle that I ran into here. But within the scan tool, some of those connections may be shorted to one another or connected to another in some way inside of your scan tool. I can't say exactly how they're connected. I didn't take the time to figure all this out. But I think when you have all 16 pins occupied on that Y cable, which is again connected to our GPS tracker, it's going to allow some contact between circuits within the scan tool and the network communications of the vehicle that are not supposed to be there. And this is going to cause some problems if you're trying to program on a network line. Uh, when we're connected to circuits that aren't meant to be there, that's where we run into issues. At least that's my best guess as to what the issue is. But I do know that there's a problem with this and this is something you want to identify before you program a vehicle and unplug this Y cable so that you can program correctly. And that's what I had to do here on this vehicle that I'm going to share with you real quick. This was a uh, late model Ford Focus that a shop called me in to replace the PCM because they were having some circuit codes that they could not get to go away. As it turns out, it was an actual circuit issue, not the PCM, but that's kind of besides the point. Uh, not really what this is about. Anyways, when I w went to plug into this Ford with my IDS, okay, and this is using the VCM2 factory scan tool for this vehicle, when I plugged into the vehicle, the entire dash and pretty much the whole vehicle just went dead. Um, I still had some electrical. I had lights and stuff, but the dash was dead. I couldn't communicate with the vehicle. I couldn't pull the VIN from the PCM. The IDS was basically like, you're not connected to anything. Um, and I thought that was very strange. Now, initially I thought, okay, well, maybe this is a network issue and that's why they replaced the PCM because they couldn't talk to it. Um, so what I did was I actually connected my breakout box to the OBD2 port. And what this is going to allow me to do, uh, it'll show me some LEDs as far as power and ground on the OBD2 port, but it also allows me to connect my scope to the network lines to see, do we have any communication? What's happening with this? 
Well, between unplugging my IDS and plugging in my breakout box, I noticed that the dash came back to life. And it seemed, besides the fact that the vehicle wouldn't start because the PCM wasn't programmed, it seemed like everything was normal at this point. I could turn the key on and off and the dash came on and all the information was there. So I thought that was strange. Because when my IDS was plugged in or the VCM2 was plugged in, that's when I had issues and I really wasn't quite sure what was going on. But I continued on and I plugged in my breakout box. Now I noticed something strange right away here. Um, pins 4 and 5 on your OBD2 port should always be constant ground. Pin 16 should always be power, 6 and 14 in your CAN uh, network lines, at least for uh, emissions related control modules. But Again, four and five should always be ground. And the breakout box that I use has two little green LEDs that should light up anytime you plug into an OBD2 port with one of these. And when I plugged into this one, and I didn't have the scan tool connected because my my breakout box allows me to connect to the OBD2 port, and it's kind of like a Y cable, I guess you could say, and it allows me to pull plug in a scan tool on the other end in case I want to communicate with it with the scan tool and monitor these circuits. But with no scan tool plugged into anything, I just plug in my breakout box and I see that pin five was not lit up, but pin four was. So now I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe we have a ground issue here. So um, what I actually did, I plugged in my... Uh, VCM2 again, everything went dead again uh, on the network. And I hadn't even pulled out my scope at this point to see what the network was. What I did first before I grabbed the scope was I actually tried a different scan tool. I wanted to see what if I could communicate or if the same thing happened with another tool just in case my VCM2 is actually causing the issues with this car. I'm concerned about the ground, but I just want to see does another scan tool do the same thing? And I have my launch Diagon 4 sitting there in my bag. So I grabbed that. I plugged the VCI from my Diagon into my breakout box, which is connected to the OBD2 port. And as soon as I did that, the ground pin actually lit up a number five that was not before. And I could communicate with the vehicle. So I was like, well, that's kind of strange how that works. And I'll show you a quick video on there of me plugging in and unplugging the the VCI and the ground returning. And I thought that was kind of strange, but I've run into it in the past where you have a bad ground and the two pins for four and five on the scan tool side on a lot of cases are actually just shorted together within the tool. And so... You can fix a vehicle, fix, I say in quotations, by plugging in the VCI and giving a ground to where it didn't have one before. I've seen that before. I I don't know if that's necessarily what we're dealing with here, but I thought it was strange that this was happening. And I looked at a diagram quick to see, okay, maybe I do need to chase this ground issue. I don't know why I can communicate with my launch, but not my VCM too. But I find both those grounds, four and five, actually go to the same place. It's an interior body ground. Okay, well, if they go to the same ground, maybe it's a wire that's broken before, but it was an interior ground that was behind the left kick panel. So it didn't have very far to go. It's inside the vehicle. Okay, I'm not really sure, but let's at least check this out. Let's give it a visual underneath the dash. Maybe I'll see something. And this is where I found that it actually did have one of these Y cables installed with a GPS tracker underneath the dash. 
Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. So now what I want to do is eliminate that portion. So I unplug the original OBD2 port, which was stuffed up under the dash, from the Y cable that had the OBD2 tracker and went to the new OBD2 port in its original location. And I plug right into this OBD2 port. And I actually did it with my VCM2, and I was able to communicate with the vehicle. Well, turns out... Number one, I looked why the ground was missing on pin five. The connector on that Y cable, when they plugged it into the OBD2 port, they actually bent a couple terminals up. And so they weren't actually making contact. And that explains what I saw on my breakout box. What it doesn't necessarily explain is why I couldn't communicate with anything with my VCM2. But again, the connections within the tool itself between my launch and the VCM2 are probably going to be different. And they're probably connecting circuits on that Y cable differently from one to another, from my launch to my Ford tool. And for whatever reason, the launch was able to communicate with it. The VCM2 was not. But once I eliminated that Y cable and the GPS tracker, I was able to program the PCM with no issues, communicate with it, programmed it. Of course, it still had the circuit codes that they were trying to get rid of. So I diagnosed that for them too. Again, kind of besides the point, but the thing here was to eliminate that cable. Now, even if they hadn't bent those two terminals up for that connection at the OBD2 port, I don't know that I would have been able to program with this thing installed. And I've definitely heard of other people having similar issues with these Y cables installed that have all 16 pins occupied that they're unable to program a module correctly or it's going to cause issues. So to really just to sum it up, that is my tech tip is before you plug into an OBD2 port, just give it a look and see are all of those pins occupied, all 16. And if they are, I would definitely be checking for an aftermarket device that's been installed in place of your original OBD2 port. You may need to disconnect that, maybe permanently, uh, maybe just for a service or programming, and it'll save you a little bit of a headache, hopefully. So that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. Let's get out there and start fixing the world one car at a time.